Nation, welcome to episode 753 of Random Musings from the Clinical Trails Guru. In this episode, this is actually a special episode. I was on Brad's Brad Hightower's Note to File podcast. Everyone should go follow Brad. His LinkedIn is underneath this show. But Brad discussed his recent week-long FDA audit at his site. So I had to get on his pod and flip the script and ask him questions. So that's why it's also featuring on my pod right now. Um, hopefully you follow Brad and you learn something from this. A week-long FDA audit passed with flying colors. Matter of fact, the auditor cut it a day and a half short. So something everyone can learn from, myself included, actually. So check it out. Connect with Brad. A thank you to all the sponsors. Viva Site Vault. Talk about being audit ready, FDA compliant for free. Get your entire regulatory binder digitized. I know in one recent study I had, um, we had to put version numbers on the training logs and we actually used a paper log for the study. But if we would have used Viva, it would have been done automatically and it's free. So sites.viva.com, Viva Site Vault, absolutely free for sites. Check it out. Next sponsor is Inato free studies. If you have experience in different therapeutic indications for your site, go check it out. Inato is free business development for you. Amazing tool. I got my first study with them recently. Unfortunately, we were a rescue site and the sponsor closed the study as soon as we were activated. So we didn't really get to screen, but I did get paid on my first study and it was for free because of Inato. So check them out. Next sponsor is Creo. They are not free, but it's the only e-source, e-reg, CTMS, patient recruitment, e-consent tool I use. They are amazing. It's founded by Raymond Nomizu, who is a site owner who scratched his own itch. And there's no other tool I would use for my site other than Creo. Next is Versatrial. Versatrial is passwords, links, portals, feasibility surveys for all your studies for free for your site. I cannot imagine life without it. It's a way to keep yourself organized and sane in these crazy studies that we have, like 15 portals per study. Versatraw keeps it all in order for you and collaboratively, so your team also gets to benefit from it. Check them out in the show notes. It's Versatraw. Finally, one End Health, a central recruitment vendor that actually sends qualified leads. What a concept. Go figure. They don't work with sites directly, but if you're a sponsor or CRO looking, I would definitely recommend One End Health. And with all that being said, I hope you enjoy the show. How's it going? It is a, another Tuesday at noon Eastern. Uh, that means it's uh, time for Note to File. What's up, boys? So tech problems today, Brad, tech problems all over. I guess everyone's updating their programs. Everyone's adding more security. All yeah, of the different portals are bad. broken. Anyone else feeling that today? I just sent someone a message while we're waiting and the words came out like all like all the letters came in to get like all munched up together. I had to refresh it. I've never seen this before. Something's going on. Yeah, it's uh, very weird. I noticed that the live stream like disappeared for a while so if you're watching and you made it congratulations somehow against all odds uh bless your heart <laughs> that's right you you went to some extra effort uh so uh as always you know you guys uh always happy to talk about whatever you guys are interested in so feel free to leave some comments uh otherwise you know i'm coming off of an fda audit uh from last week and uh you know i just want to kind of share what that's like uh anyone out there there was a lot of interest about it when i posted about it um i don't know what about you guys you guys been through i know you've probably been through fda that's fair no. at this point no no dang i'm scared of it man i um i got respect for you that i would have brought in my boy pat stone maybe ed and darshan like i wouldn't even have been there man i always try to avoid it sure. going live now probably get one but <laughs> I always try to stay like middle of the road on enrollment. I didn't. I never want to be like the outlier and 
and rail too many, but we do care about quality too. Like I always ask CRA, well, what's our screen fail ratio look like? And what's our DV? How are we compared to other sites? Cause I never want to be like an outlier and get audited right. uh, for whatever reason, but it could happen randomly too. So that's true. You've been through many Fox. Yeah. So actually I've done it as a site, as a high end ruler, and I've done it as a manufacturer, which that gets insane. And they were both different experiences and a lot of it honestly depends on the team that you get. Sometimes the FDA auditors are there to just make sure things are cool and they want to make sure you succeed. The others, and you hear those horror stories about the FDA um, confiscating your trash bins and going through your trash to see if there's any like HIPAA violation or Alcoa <laughs> violation. Wow. It happens. It's true. Dang. Shout out Von Trees. Three, two Dang. this year. Oh, no findings. So. Wow. I uh, hope you take uh You a care act of the play, Von Trees? What's going on? <laughs> Dang. <laughs> all right, all right. So now. <laughs> so we knew, uh, I mean, we expected this. We were a high enroller and not by a little bit. Like we out enrolled. And we were like out enrolling, you know, Mayo Clinic and like UCLA times five. So, of course, we're like a tiny site in Oklahoma. So I imagined that was going to, you know. Uh, ring some bells somewhere. Mm -hmm. Was so it a when, when, study or like a phase three? Or it was a device, uh, oh. and it was a you know, it was the it wasn't the first, I think, I believe, it was the second study they had done, uh, for this particular device. Um, okay. so you can consider that caveat if that's useful at all. That it was device, there was uh, you know, no drug, um, which kind of made it nicer in some ways, a little less accountability to deal with. Um, the study had stopped enrolling almost two years ago, uh, maybe more than that. But again, we were on the radar. Uh, the FDA called the PI's office. The office manager forwarded me the message and was like, what is this? And I was like, okay, it's cool. We were expecting this. I called the FDA auditor. I told her basically like, cool, we're expecting you, uh, which she actually seemed to sort of like. She was like, okay, well, it's cool because you know I'm shocked by how many times sites aren't expecting it. Um, so I'm actually kind of glad to hear that you're expecting it. One of the first things she asked too, was if the study was on paper, uh, or if it, any of it was done, you know, with electronic systems, this was, a one of the, actually one of the first studies that we got when I started this company, it's all on paper. Um, and she was actually like relieved to hear that, um, which again, I found sort of interesting, uh, Wow. You know, she doesn't, she was like, everything on paper is just so much easier. Uh, and, you know, you can agree or disagree, but uh, it's interesting that that's FDA's, FDA. an FDA auditor stance. VCs should be listening right now. Brad, can I ask you a question? Was, yeah. do you think you, um, you said this was two years, it hasn't been enrolling for two years and you guys did really well, like no findings and, the CRA or the CRO were prepping you for an audit, basically. Yes. I think it would have been a different result um, if it have study versus after two years when you've had time to clean up everything, if, provided that you had a good CRA. It, it's a good question. I, I'd say it definitely helped because, I mean, we have been getting annoyingly like beaten up by the sponsor for two years because <laughs> they knew it was coming. So like, we're going to hammer everything. Uh, luckily we did have a good CRA. Um, and interestingly, the CRA was there the whole time in the room uh, with the FDA. Oh, um, they brought her there? And me. The sponsor well, she was, yeah, she was actually uh, scheduled to come anyway. Uh, but of course, you know, first thing we do after that was call up the sponsor and say, we have an audit and they're like, we'll send support. Um, I was sort of expecting it to be like a, secret back room support you know like in another yeah. area and she's or like room, you know, room. <laughs> she's like the last couple times i've just asked the auditor if they care if i'm there and they're fine with it and i was like okay and she did and auditor was like sure was she sitting with the auditor like in the same room or yeah yeah wow so it wasn't yeah. like she was with you guys you guys i imagine were somewhere else no i was in there we were all three in there uh, the whole all day. time yeah so it was you, the CRA, and the auditor in there. Were you guys like quiet or talking? Uh, yeah, I, I will say, it, look, I, as you can, you know, maybe imagine, like I, I was pretty relaxed about it and just tried to be 
normal, a normal human being and was like, you know, here, tell us exactly what you need. I'll happily bring it to you. It's not like, uh, everything's a secret. Don't talk to me. Um, and didn't take a very like defensive stance. I just tried to be, just tried to be cool. And I feel like it was fairly casual, um, at least in terms of the room, like the feeling in the room, right? It wasn't tense. It wasn't, um, you know, standoffish or wow. overly quiet. It was just pretty normal. Like, like you would be working with the CRA so if like you were if, in there all day. If you got a call, you would have stepped out. Yeah. Yeah. I did. I'd step out. That'd be awkward, man, for a week in the room with the FDR. Dude, well, I got so um, much respect for you. Let me tell you this, though. <laughs> she she left like uh, a day and a half earlier than I expected her to. Um, Do you think so, that's the right strategy, like what you took? Um, I, I think so. Um, and, you know, again, she was very, you know, talk talkative. I asked her a lot of questions that weren't related to our audit because she says I'm just interested as any of us are you know yeah um and she said you know there are sites that are like gripping the binders you know to their chest and are like what do you what do you want i'll give it to you otherwise you're, you don't you're not going to get to look at anything you know i'm going to hand it I to see. you one thing by one and we were i was more like tell me what you need i'll gladly set it on the table you can look at it you know any copy she made i wanted to be aware of so that we could have a note of what she you know, wanted to scan and, and take back. Do you, um, so she came for one study in particular. Did she Correct. look at others or just that one? Just the one. Uh, she had a, what seems like a pretty narrow, like assignment um, in terms of like, I need to review this many ICFs. I need to review this many patients, like 30% of the enrolled patients. I see. Um, and she had done some homework. Like, so she knew which patients had the AEs and SAEs, which ones had the protocol deviations. Um, and so she was able to sort of pick who she wanted to review. And interestingly, um, she really wanted to see the patients they didn't have a lot of data on, like the ones who didn't have a bunch of SAEs, because that's the one, those are the ones they don't know about. <laughs> and so she was looking for stuff that maybe uh. didn't get reported. Like looking for things that monitored in a catch, maybe. Or Correct. Makes sense. So this sounds like a device that is probably going to get approval or is looking is up for a, a decision soon. Yeah, it had been submitted. I don't know the full timeline. I know that the auditor was very uh, concerned, not concerned, but there was a timeline to get these audits done. I see. Um, so I, I think, again, I don't I'll speculate, but like, seems like the device could get approved um, fairly, fairly soon, maybe. So um, it's not a four-cause audit where they're there to just see how you guys operate. They were there for that particular study. And I'm guessing if she would have found questionable things there, they would probably schedule another audit for the other studies. Um, yeah, the impression I got was that for the most part, she was mostly focused on fulfilling her assignment. And then aside from that, you know, in without finding anything else to make her dig more it was pretty much that was it now i, I do think again i'm not i'm not trying to downplay because she was very organized she was very <laughs> you could tell you the mean? questions she like, was asking you joke were, around with her or, or oh yeah, yeah 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 for sure you know I, we again she's normal human it wasn't like well, i know, hear stories trying. man like some of them you don't want to play with so i guess you got to read the room a bit maybe well, I do believe that I believe in some ways, like, uh, I don't want to say like we're lucky, but like we definitely got a good auditor who was Can not there to try to like kill us. You know, obviously I think she did her job. She, she asked probing questions. She, I mean, she f noted some things that she was like, okay, well, you know, you guys did this wrong, but you caught it, you corrected it and you know, whatever the case may be. So there were some things that, she did her job, but I don't want to give the impression it was just easy, breezy. Uh, I you know, got we, so we... many questions. This might be the podcast of the century for sites here. Dr. Fox, I don't want to hog all the questions, man. No, you're fine. Uh, did it give you a little bit of self-reflection on what you could do better at your site? No, yes, no question. And as, because again, she was fairly instructive too, as she was like going through things, like she would occasionally like give a, tips or thoughts you know um that i thought were were 
you know, useful. But it, again, as she's going through it, I'm like, I'm so happy that we were so attentive. And now I feel like we need that level of audit readiness because, I mean, let's be honest, it's hard to be audit ready all the time across all your studies. Um, but it did, it really made me be like, okay, well, we need, this needs to be the bar, right? Like at all times, which is, which is, again, is challenging uh, to do. Um, did she revise, look at your SOPs and have you guys revise anything? Or? No, didn't ask for a single SOP. Oh, didn't I even um, ask? Okay. No. Wow. Um, she asked for a list of all the past and current studies that the PI had worked on. Um, I remember your fine. post. Yeah, I remember. Uh, and that was the only active study he had at the time. So I, I don't know if that's like a ensure that the PI actually has time to have the oversight or if it's... Mm. I don't well, know it might be for. if this error happened on this trial, we need to check yes, the other trials could for the be. same error. Yeah, true. Did she request a meeting with your PI? She did. Um, she wanted to, so when she initially called, she's like, "It's okay if he's not there at the beginning." Uh, you know, I know he he's a actually actually a vascular surgeon, so he's mm. doing surgeries, and he's you know oftentimes not not there. But he came very early on. Um, and, you know, her first meeting with him was very just, you know, kind of get to know him. I could tell she was kind of feeling him out, asking about his practice and things like that. Hmm. And uh, she wanted to go see his surgery center because that's where the surgeries took place. So we did that the following day and we're able to take her over and tour. And she asked him a lot of questions about his oversight and sort of what our process was for communicating um, and staying, you know, ensuring he had proper oversight. Um, the guy's done trials for 20 years. Again, the first doctor I worked with when I started the company. So he was, he knows what to say. He knows how to conduct trials. He, he did a really good job. I think didn't give the, the auditor any reason to, you know, the second guess. And again, she had told me some stories that, you know, other situations where the PIs have no idea what's going on. And it's very clear. Uh, what did she say? Like, can you tell us a story? <laughs> yeah, and I guess I, I don't really know how much I can or can't. I mean, I don't think I'm yeah. saying anything that's no details. You know, just like what yeah, are the yeah, yeah. sites do you have from? Oh, just some crazy stuff. Like, there's been places where like CRCs have left and like they've taken or deleted data, um, like as a sort of like revenge. And so like the PI has no idea. And like a site that basically tried to reproduce the data that was stolen, like so basically like redoing source that. Mm -hmm once existed but now doesn't exist um wow and again the, the pi or a lot of instances in which pis are at the end of their careers and just don't seem to care um they're not they're not taking it with them you know um where again you know, they're sort of like yeah it's a pen color pen color is often the reason for forgery they know that it's forgery through pen color or pen like depth it's a, it's a bit, really big one as well, but forgery is another huge one. It's a terrible, terrible thing. Yeah, I could see that. Uh, like signing, is, signing for PI or... Yeah, it's bad. Interesting anecdotal, but audit stories he's heard. The European regulators are more focused on providing SOPs. Proving SOPs were followed versus FDA is more focused on completeness consistency, which I, I would say that's probably fair in terms of the vibe I got. It was more of a you know, consistency and completeness of the records and ensuring that we um, you know, documented our A's and SAEs appropriately, reported them appropriately in the timelines and, and things like that. Um, hold on. Everyone in my house is getting sick, so bear with me. Ah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it, you know, she actually, um, the end closeout was just done via sort of a phone call like the debrief with the pi he had a since she was leaving a little bit early he had surgery scheduled and she's like you know what unless something crazy happens in the next half day i come across i've seen she already had looked at like 70 percent of what she needed to look at hmm. um and she's like i feel pretty confident in what i see so again i was sort of like that's a good sign right <laughs> was there a good um because this was like one of your first studies, you said, right? Like it was, yeah. You so you must have started screening like what five years ago, or so I think twenty early twenty nineteen. 
Okay. And Maybe, yeah, I would imagine a lot of your coordinators are new. So I was the coordinator. Oh, you uh, were the, okay. at the beginning. I okay. did most of the coordinating, and then I had a we had a coordinator come in in the middle because that's, we started to sort of grow while the study was ongoing. Mm-hmm. And then a third coordinator sort of finished it out. So it was actually handed off on two different occasions, so to speak, as the sort of lead coordinator. Do you do anything differently now after the audit? Um, no, not specifically. That oh, you're on electronic I, systems, right? Well, that's true. So, I mean, that's different. And I feel like we didn't get that deep uh, into that because I wanted to sort of ask her more. Uh, you know, I had asked her, I got to ask her a little about like her thoughts on the new DCT guidance that FDA has, which the first thing she said was, what is that? Um, and wasn't familiar. And this is someone who like, wow, slap in the face to all you VCs out there. Well, she, I'll stop, I'll stop. she knows her stuff too. So I was actually kind of surprised that she hadn't really wasn't familiar with it. Um, actually sent it to her in the middle of the audit because she was like, Oh, let me, let me take a look. I'm actually interested. I'll, I'll read it. Um, (laughs) so I was curious again to get her thoughts because at the end of the day, who do we have to, I don't know, worry about, or who do we have to work with? You know, it's going to be that FDA auditor. So if you can't say, yeah, but aren't you reading all the marketing on LinkedIn? FDA auditor, they said like, this is the future, you know, like then they don't care about that. Right. Did you know who you were? No, not, not to my knowledge. Thank no. God. <laughs> I know. I know. I've had some CRAs come in that do, and I'm always like, Me okay, too. good or bad, which <laughs> Me too. It's usually good though. It's, it's usually a good thing, but from my auditor, I wouldn't know. Uh, wow, man, this is, I got like tons of questions, but this is going to be one of the Feel free. I'm just sort of ever. bringing it here. So, <laughs> well, again, something that an interesting conversation we had was that, you know, a tr- something she's seen a fair amount more of, I, I think, over the years were sites who were sort of guided by sponsors on how to do things or a system to use. And then the site has to be the one to answer for it. So if it was wrong, you can't say like the sponsor made me do this. Yep. Yep. Because that doesn't fly. Have you ever seen the disclaimer on the tax preparer people, the, those companies where they say, Hey, we'll help you file your taxes. But if you get audited, it's on you. We are not liable for what happens during that audit. Yeah. It's the same exact thing, man. It's like all these people say, you know, yeah, I, of course it's liability, but a good sponsor, just like a good CPA is going to help you if you get into that situation versus say, Hey, it's not our fault. I'm, guessing brad your sponsor was more than helpful to yeah they were very good and supportive and again there weren't a lot of this was not like a very fancy study so to speak it wasn't particularly complex uh again all everything was paper-based um there were e-pros actually there were e-diaries uh which she did ask a lot about but it didn't go you know um didn't go too crazy i did have to provide like a screenshot of the edc and what the audit trail looks like along with what an investigator's signature uh looks like when applied which i thought was kind of hmm. interesting i didn't necessarily expect to have to do but it makes sense are you uh, sure I say that. Like what it looks like yeah yeah i think it just to sort of confirm that it has an audit trail that it has a, a pi signature sort of were denoted were all your patients are you comfortable sharing like how many patients you randomized versus like the next highest enrolling site and i i'll have to rely off of my memory we we had implanted 36 patients um i think the next highest enrolled in like the low 20s but then the one below that was like 10 and then all the rest were like single digit so uh we were pretty out in front um i believe again very sort of generally speaking the other sites that they had chose to audit were the first couple of sites mm-hmm. so i think and i think to her she led me to believe that's a strategy of like who's going to have the biggest problems right probably the, yep. the first site yeah yep. 
and then a site at the end they want to ah. see as well. So um, you don't want to be like one of the first sites screening either. Yeah, I mean, I, I guess ideally, <laughs> yeah, you just, just <laughs> don't do too good at anything, you know? Yeah. Damn it. <laughs> don't be too fast or enroll too many. Yeah, we're on some important obesity studies, Steve. Um, yeah. The, uh, oh, were all your patients part of the PI's database or were any from the community? That's a good question. And it's something that she did ask and seemed to that. The answer, I think, tends to change the way that she looks at these records. And I mean, in fairness, that makes sense. But actually, most of them were from advertising, um, this particular patient population. As a result, we didn't have, you know, a lot of, I mean, we had records on every every patient as part of qualifying them to be in the trial, but they weren't as complete as something like a physician's actual patients. What did you have, like... A pharmacy record or like we mostly we would have uh and again i don't want to go like too deep into what the study is i mean some people probably figure it out but we had records that were about the event that qualified them for the study let's say um okay, okay. and you know anything more anything up and as recent as we could get so to sort of bridge that gap, so to speak. Sometimes the event was happened 10 years ago. Um, but obviously I've been seeing a doctor, you know, all along that. And again, the, the inclusion and exclusion are fairly broad for this study too. So that wasn't, again, you almost couldn't ask for a better uh, Could you use situation. Like, I don't know if you did this or not, but like when we get patients not within our practice and we know it's, um, a crap shoot to get the records. Creo is working on something. I have to use it on, a, on a, I'm going to try it out. Um, we have our own intake form, right? Where we give them uh, yeah. and then they list all their, yeah. do you have something similar to that? We do. And we did use it for this study. And was um, she okay with that? Yeah. She didn't seem to have any questions about it. Uh, that seemed fine. Obviously we have to like, you know, make sure that we confirm all that stuff. Um, uh, you know that they write so yeah but we did we did use that uh hey dm it's been a while um how long have a notice i believe she called on a wednesday afternoon mm -hmm. or it may have been a tuesday afternoon yeah uh, you said and, you can't go to sos so yeah and she and she wanted to come on the friday so it was only a few days like three days but you've been she was prepared in, for like two years by the yeah time. we pretty much ready for it. So. so, do you have an SOP on FDA audit readiness? I do not. Don't There's tell them a, that. Don't tell them that. But oh, yeah. So for any sites out there, there's there's a really important system of processes that you really should do within that first almost immediate. Like if the FDA shows up at your door, you should have an SOP in place to know exactly how to how to work with them but there's also a lot of contractual obligations that you have to meet you you need to let your sponsor know asap when that happens yeah. you have to give them a certain amount of time to make accommodations so that they can have representatives on site for you you uh you know there there are rules that a lot of sites have in place for fda audit readiness so that everyone knows that you know if this happens this is what we do. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's it's well, right up there it, next to like disaster one, recovery. One of the things you you did ask was like, do we do anything different now? And I, I think I said no, but I did make me like I want to get a do a presentation for everyone to be like, here's how we be here's how we stay ready because you know, I was there and I did it, even though I hadn't really actively coordinated on it in quite some time. But you know, I didn't want to throw my coordinator to the shark to just, just sit there all day. So I did that. Um, mm -hmm. And I probably do it for any study that we have, but nonetheless, they need to be able to know. But you, you know, didn't bring them with that. You didn't bring anyone with you, like in the room, it was just you, the monitor and the auditor. Yeah. And if we had a question that required me to ask the other coordinator, I'd bring her in. Um, I see. She was there uh, in the building, but again, I didn't want, we, I don't want too many cooks in the kitchen, I guess, so to speak. Like, let's just keep it. This is related to Nelson's question. Like, did they, 
Nelson's saying, did the sponsor, how did they interact with you? Did they send or tell you anything that was helpful? Ask for daily calls. I will follow up and add one more. Did you ever feel like she was trying to trick you into doing something like a test to see if you're going to do it? Yeah, good question. So the sponsor had been preparing us for quite some time. They had actually sent us a presentation about FDA audits. They sent us the FDA, like what to have ready. Uh, this was like months ago, like, because again, they knew these were coming and we were likely to be, you know, in the crosshair. So they'd been prepping us for quite some time during the audit. Uh, they really didn't say much. Um, but again, there was a CRA there and she was technically an independent contractor. She didn't really work for the sponsor directly. I guess she's again, independent. So I don't know if that plays any difference or whether it matters, but they did want daily calls after the mon the auditor left. Um, so we did do that, just kind of give them a debrief of the day and sort of what, mm. what they asked for, what happened, you know, that kind of stuff. Obviously, you know, this is a company with, I think this is their only product. So of course I they're must like be nervous as hell, man. <laughs> they must love you now though. It's been, um, it's been a lot of back and forth over the last several years. Obviously, you know, we did a lot of volume, but they, that made us also a lot of work for them too for a small sponsor um so yeah it's been you know a love-hate relationship at times but i think everybody's so sort of i have to ask brad i doubt you were paid for any of this if it was so old right no no what's their pack score brad do you know their pack <laughs> it's actually not not bad actually pretty good i'm ah. i'm not gonna lie kelvin good to see you man <laughs> um she didn't ask about 2111 compliance um Again, she did want to see like a screenshot of what the EDC looked like in terms of um, uh, an audit trail and PI signature. This is a good question too. Did she have access? She must have had access because she knew what she was looking for. Um, and she knew what I had submitted on like a promptly reportable information form already without having looked at the reg binder. Um, she did specifically mention like matching ICF changes and protocol amendments with what she had from the IRB portal versus what was filed and in our binder. So uh, she must have had access to, I don't know if it was the portal or through the FDA submission. I'm not sure how that works necessarily. How ticky tack did she get like, your training log doesn't have a version number or your pages are not numbered on, you know, like little things like that. And so the only thing um, I can really remember, this is maybe not ticky tack, but like there was a discrepancy on a single data point out of everything she looked at between the source and the EDC. Cause she had a printout of like what's on what's in the EDC. It must've come from the sponsor, I guess, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, and it was a drop down box and like we had checked like one too low of what it should have been. And this is through again, like thousands of data points. I don't know how many she went through, but she did find one that she was like, these don't match. I was like, well, crap, let me look. And sure enough, like when I looked, it was, wrong and now it, it had nothing to do with inclusion exclusion it had nothing to do with and uh uh any kind of endpoint or anything like right. that so i don't think it was anything significant and you know that entry or yeah yeah, yeah other than that there really wasn't yeah there wasn't like oh here's a stray mark or like you didn't i see you know I, well it's no probably helpful that problems you've been through a few database locks i'm guessing with this sponsor yeah so the data was like clean. That was one that probably fell through the cracks. And yeah, I was actually really surprised because after all the oversight, <laughs> I was kind of like, "Damn, yeah. how did that get through?" Of course, she chose you. to look at that one. Well, these these CRAs are humans. I mean, we can do yeah. all the database locks you want, and maybe even AI is gonna miss some stuff too, like in the future when AI is doing this. Yeah, unless it was direct data entry without an additional source document to be wrong, you know, then in which case there it would be what it is. But yeah. I wonder how she would feel about that. But... Yeah, I feel like, again, I tried to sort of pick her brain on those sorts of things. And I, I think it's just not. I, I was a little surprised by how sort of a still traditional 
mindset, yeah. I guess, considering. And this this is a very seasoned auditor. Season. That was going to be my next question. Yeah. Junior, yeah. senior. No, I, I think thirty years or something in the at the agency. You know, so like not not somebody who hasn't seen some stuff. Did she tell um, you what her career and or she's just looking to retire? Uh, no, yeah, she didn't really say. I would, of course, I was like, I bet you could go to industry and you know make some big bucks. And... Regulatory <laughs> capture, <laughs> right, right. Um, no, did no, I didn't really. Huh? Did you say that? Like, yeah, I really did. Yeah. What and of say? course, you know, she's like, yeah, people do that. Um, I don't think she had any particular interest in that. You know, I can't speak for her, but that was my impression. <laughs> we should do a personality test on these FDA auditors. I guarantee you they're mostly the same. I mean, I, I, I mean, she seemed like an auditor, if that makes any sense. You know, like I totally get that yeah. vibe from the moment I talked yeah. to her on the phone. I felt like she was an auditor, you know. Um, Good podcast guest. Did you invite her to know? I asked her to, and she was like, eh, I don't think I'd probably have to get approval and all this stuff. And I was like, all, all right, right, well, we'll figure it out if you want. And if not, then don't worry about it. But at least you didn't uh, say, what's a podcast? <laughs> right. That's a good point. <laughs> So, I mean, all in all, again, I thought it was, you know, uh, considering what we've been through on this particular study, it's kind of what I expected. Maybe it was a little less stressful than I expected. Um, yeah. But also, like, from the beginning, I just wanted to be, like, I was pretty relaxed about it. I was like, we've done everything we possibly can on this to make it good. So if there's anything out there, I don't know. Nothing else I feel like we could have possibly done to do. Well, to do like job. two years of action items and just mundane, like fix this and looking back and going back through the same stuff over and over again. And uh, again, most of it was not most of it was perfectly fine to begin with, you know, uh, yeah. you know, of course, little things here and there. Did you have deviations? Um, we had deviations. Yeah, and there was um, I'm trying to recall like randomized deviation like this person shouldn't have got in. No, 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 no. nothing like that. No, no, no. Yeah, no, everyone who was in was supposed to be in. There was there were no major problems, like, at all. Uh, we had sort of the normal, because this was going on through COVID, you know? So hmm. we had out-of-window deviations. Even she's like, you know, generally, we don't, I mean, we don't care so much about that. Mm -hmm. um, obviously, you know, there's a problem with, like, every single visit you do is out-of-window. That's not, that starts to look funky. But she also understood that how things had changed during COVID and how that had a, such an impact on, on sites and patients getting to sites and whatnot. Uh, so I feel like she kind of acknowledged, you know, that can be the case. Do you think that this is going to help you to get trials in the future because you've demonstrated quality? I don't know, man. It's, I don't know. I mean, it certainly doesn't hurt. Um, and, you know, I guess I have to answer yes now and, the yep. question pops up on feasibility. Yes, we did an audit, and I can say, yeah, we didn't. There were no. Findings. I heard sites post these letters, like the letters you're gonna get or whatever mm -hmm. it's called, uh, on their websites. Oh yeah, I mean, I guess it's not the worst idea. I don't know. I, I thought it was kind of funny, and it was a little bit of a like poking fun because I, I'd never seen any site do it at, until Care Access was like, we did it, we passed an audit, and I was like, that's funny. <laughs> so I just thought I would kind of play it up a little bit too, like because. Sites are being audited every day. I mean, it's not anything that that fancy. I don't think you know. It's nothing. <laughs> right, right. And the warning letters you see that we read every now and then. People love those, but those are like egregious things that those sites do that get. Posted. They tend to be right. Like I, and that's kind of you know the impression I've gotten is like usually they're it's pretty major stuff when you read those. It's not like your yeah. ticky tack <laughs> things, you know. Well, like the last one I read, this PI randomize like three people knowing that they don't qualify and i i made the distinction between well it's different between if you accidentally do it and correct it versus just saying fuck it and doing it anyway right um, right i mean that's basically the kind of things like those latter kind of examples are what make those warning letters at least the ones i've read so far you don't see like innocent mistakes getting warning letters for the most part yeah. yeah, that seems to generally be the case. I would agree. I don't think, again, most people who are coming in with good intentions and trying to do everything right are getting blasted. I mean, obviously, there's there are cases of just pure incompetence. There's that yeah, happens yeah. for sure, but yeah. uh, it seems to be more focused on the <laughs> the fraudulent or just the 
you know the fuck uh, it like the huber just negligence yeah. right yeah yeah or the the flat out this just isn't right this should never have happened then that that happens too. Oh, remind me, I'll send you uh I'll send you to a story of a, someone I actually knew, something they went through and something I can't believe it actually happened within this this decade. Sounds <laughs> juicy. Sounds like a juicy pot. It, does. it, it is. Does. It's pretty nasty. <laughs> what about your staff? You haven't trained your staff on this yet? Like you said you were going to? Well, and again, they they've been through at least the people on that study went through like what the sponsor provided and sort of okay. preparation, I guess. So I guess it wasn't completely accurate to say that they had no like inclination, you know, of what what could go on. But I think it's more just like brought it to my attention of like how important it is to make sure, you know, because again, it's easy because you can go you can go a long time without this happening, and it happens, you know, to sites that you know you may you may not see one, um, but when it does happen, you sure as hell want to be ready. Can, can you walk us through like the, the a typical day like where you I just can't imagine maybe because I can't sit still but being in a room for eight hours like what percentage of the time are you talking versus head down in the in yeah the that's a good question and honestly I had a hard time with that like because I did have to just sit there quietly which I'm not very good at was uh, it awkward you can imagine <laughs> yeah at times but again it was mostly you know she'd come in we were already there and ready um she'd come in we would kind of bs a little bit you know as you would in the morning and well, she would like kind of weather. go to work <laughs> yeah pretty weather. much just whatever yeah um <laughs> you know she'd she'd come in and at one point i think she was like i'm gonna put my headphones in just so i can like go to work and i was like all right go go nuts whatever you need i'm here if you have questions or anything you have just feel free at any time and we'll i wonder what she's listening to I'm putting my headphones. She's listening to note the file. She's like, "What the fuck is this guy saying <laughs> about me on the internet?" <laughs> hey, Dina, so uh, attended a SOCRA training put on by FDA investigators. More than ninety percent of clinical investigator inspections end in no action indicated. That makes sense. Um, I thought it was closer to like Damn. eighty, but that sounds way to burst Brad's bubble. He's out here bragging about that. I'm just bragging too. <laughs> well, that's, what, that's why again, I thought it was funny because it's not like I, I don't think it's anything remarkable to be like, "Hey, you didn't screw up that bad." You know, like you didn't do anything egregiously terrible. It. With a two-year startup, I'll take that. You didn't screw up that bad award. Hell yeah, yeah that's true. No, again, I mean, I'm I'm obviously happy about it. Um, again, a little tongue-in-cheek to sort of like do a victory lap, you know. Um, but nonetheless, what about lunch? Like, do you bring lunch? I'm just curious about all the details. Yeah, yeah. So actually, I I she brought lunch. Uh, I think I. I knew better, but I was like, I'm ordering lunch if anyone wants anything. I mean, I know you're going to say you no. Said it like generic, like... Yeah, yeah, just sort of generically. Um, and so I ordered food and I just ate. And I even said, hey, sorry, you're going to listen to me chew. Um, you know, sorry, we're all stuck in this room together, but... Did you I order mean, for I, the CRA too, or she got her own lunch? No, nah, she did her She did her own thing. Everyone's conservative on this Yeah, show. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Holy... Oh, I had, a, I, had a, I had a... I had a monitor who, like... I think we offered a bottle of water and they're like, I can't take that. I can't take that. And I was like, dude, come on. Ridiculous. Oh yeah. People are too careful sometimes, I guess. I think it's ridiculous. Uh, What about like letting her walk around on her own or you followed her? No. Yeah. I mean, I, she didn't. And I was also very open. I was like, look, anything you want to see, I'll bring it to you. I don't, you know, all good. I, I tried to just create a, as you can imagine, hopefully, uh, I just try to create a layer of transparency. I'm like, whatever you want, you're you're welcome to. Obviously, I mean, that may not be entirely true, but you know what I mean. Um, and so I walked her at one point to the device storage, but she really didn't wander around. I mean, the bathroom was like 15 feet away. I didn't follow her into the bathroom or to the bathroom. I was just like, go for it. Um, so yeah, but we we're also in an office that we had recently mostly moved mo- almost everything out of. So there was almost nothing in there. Um, I mean, even if she wanted to like come across something, there really wasn't anything there because we've moved most of the stuff out of there. Do you think it would? It's impossible for you to answer this, but do you think, like educated guests, it would have been just as successful of an outcome if you were not in the room with her, but in the room next door? probably if i had to guess in this particular case um and you know heather and again this is like i heard the inspector talk about this because every site's different and she talked about sites where the coordinator's crying and nervous and they're 
are like so hesitant to give information to the FDA, which sounds to me like it just pissed her off. Like when that was the case, you know? Yeah. Um, so I just wanted to go in and be like, again, like, like you, <laughs> you're the FDA. Like if you want it, you're going to figure it out and you're going to figure it out. You're going to see it. So I might as well just did they look at all your out. contract? Say that again. Did they look at your contract at all? Um, no, I don't believe so. Um, we tend to file them, not file them in the regulatory right. binders. Um, she didn't ask for it or anything. No, no. Um, but again, I, I mean, I just brought her specifically what she asked for. Nothing more than that. But uh, at the same time, as she was free to, you know, go through it however she chose. Again, it's like the balance, right? Like you don't want to be like here, wander around and poke around at stuff. But at the same time, it's there's no use in trying to like <laughs> make it harder on them. Did you ever feel she was grilling you for a, uh, like a period of time, or so? And yeah, and that goes back to your other question. I didn't answer. Like, um, she was more talkative than I thought she would be. And at first, I thought maybe it was like a strategy because i mean they're trained to like do yeah. this stuff right like i thought yeah. it was trying to get me to say stuff but i got the impression pretty quickly that i mean if that was her strategy it wasn't very good um because you know i feel like she just wanted to actually talk and it was all pretty unrelated um now I, she did i think there were definitely some situations where like she was asking questions and looking for if I had said something dumb, I could see it opening up a can of worms, you know, especially when the PI was there and asking the PI, like, what are your obligations as a, as the clinical investigator? Um, she asked him. Oh yeah. And yeah, that'd be a case where you wouldn't have to answer for him because he knows what he's doing. He's been. Yeah. Prepped. Luckily <laughs> he, and he'd been prepped too. He'd gone through the same. Prepped presentation and gotten the same materials like that everyone has in terms sponsors of, prepped you mm -hmm. guys right you mentioned the sponsor mm -hmm. were you sweating at all like ever during this four no days? not really there were i'm trying to think of oh i tell you <laughs> so i don't know i posted about this we had a flood in our office at one point some of the binders had been affected um there were a couple of binders that got wet so we had to let them dry out and i think you know, we took them out of the binder and refiled them. So she'd gone through a binder and it was missing a section, like a visit, like an important visit to, to qualify the patient. Mm -hmm. um, and I was like, crap, because she's like, where is this this at? And I was like, oh, I flipped through the binder a couple of times. I'm like, it's not here. And I started to kind of sweat because I couldn't find it. Well, we went back and it was like subject 006. And I was like, OK, this one was wet. I bet it just got separated from the rest of it. And it was misfiled with like patient 046 or something like that. So I was able to find it pretty quickly and get it back and in there. But at first I was like, oh shit, where is this whole missing she section? Said, she could have said, where's your SOP disaster recovery plan and all this. She could have went. Well, like we had filed a bunch of stuff about it. And honestly, again, she was like. I've seen fires and I've seen all kinds of disasters. And so, you know, I feel like, again, maybe her experience helped it not be such a big deal that it may have been uh, to a, a newer or maybe less seasoned auditor. Sounds like you got a cool one, man. Definitely. I mean, I definitely think that's true. And Kelvin, I'm sure she was, um, you know, but I mean, honestly, I, I hope she didn't get the impression I was anxious because I think I came in pretty cool from the beginning um, i've never seen brad uh, anxious <laughs> i'm usually pretty good about not uh not getting that way so um i did get a little sweaty over that though because again i was like oh there's like a whole section that qualifies the patient that's not here i knew it was there i knew it was there somewhere because it had been gone through a million times so it had just gotten misfiled when it was being dried out so you know that what was perfectly fine sometimes these cra's like when they make copies like we've been accused of like you lost the source when yep. now we use Creo, but back in my other site. Well, I knew it was here before. Where did you guys put it? And the coordinator's like, I swear to God, dude, she moved it. Like, or she took it home with her or something. Like that's it's possible that that stuff happens. Yeah. So I mean, again, it, it was you know, um, 
went about as well as I could ask. So, wow. you know, um, congrats to knock on wood and hope that, you know, we can take what we learned from that and keep applying it to a, you know, our other stuff and keep, keep rocking and rolling. If you get audited again, would you do the same exact thing yourself or would you like, uh, bring in, uh, ED or, um, it may depend on the circumstances of the trial or, you know, um, I mean, like I ROI for you, ROI wise, right? I'm assuming you sat through it because you've never experienced it before. And if this become like a regular thing, let's say you get like a mega site, right? Would you wouldn't sit through every FDA audit? Yeah, that's probably true. Yeah, that's probably true. Or maybe I would. Maybe it'd be my job. Maybe you would. Yeah, yeah full time. Maybe everyone would get lucky and a lot less LinkedIn posting and more sitting through audits, you know? This shit's interesting to me, man. So, Brad, you're actually on the SOS board or panel for that, talking about the audits and PI oversight and uh, work with that. I would imagine that you could also share your stories during the conference. Yeah, there's probably a lot more uh, depth I'd get into and definitely more in person, probably, uh, I would I would say. Um, you know, be more comfortable saying something that's not maybe not being recorded. <laughs> but... Uh, yeah, and you see Yvonne Trees, I mean, I'm glad, you know, I sat there, you sit there. I mean, I, I feel like you, again, it's like a, a balance between, like, ensuring that you're not letting them just wander, but also, like, I'm not, like, not, like, staring at them for eight hours. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> don't. What is she touching? What is she doing? Man, I just couldn't. I don't know how you did it, dude. Were you just doing other stuff, like, just working on other shit? Yeah, I was trying to clean up all my email, my 700 emails or whatever that, you know, stacked up in my inbox or um, I did get up and like I had to move around. So I'd like get up and just kind of like do a small lap in the building, <laughs> like, you know, for a couple of minutes. Wow. Good stories, man. Yeah, I mean, it's pretty much it. I mean, it's, Hopefully it's it doesn't happen again. horribly sounds exciting. Like a, sounds like a complete waste of time, honestly, but something that needs to get done and. Well, that's, you know, I, I had asked her to like about, you know, because she had mentioned doing remote visit, like remote uh, auditing. And of course, not on like sites. She's like, I hated it. Uh, you can't tell really what's going on. Uh, hmm. She had mentioned doing a remote audit and like finding all these issues and then being like, you know, I wonder what it would have been like if we had gone on site. How much more would we find? Like if that's what they're showing us in a remote audit what could be found by being on site. And I guess they ended up going on site later, um, you know, <laughs> to check it out because it was, it was a bad deal. But um, I think you're right. I mean, we have to do it, but hopefully it's a waste of time, right? I mean, you want it to be a waste of time because that means right. everybody did their job correctly and there's nothing to worry about. Correct. Boring in this case is better than exciting. Yeah. So I, I would say it was boring in a good way. Um, yeah. I thought it was cool to talk to like a real on the ground, like FDA auditor. I thought it was really valuable and sort of insightful in a lot of ways. Um, Did she give you her contact like for later? To... Yeah. Yeah. I've, I've got her, got her info for sure. What was um, the premise of that? Like contact me anytime you have questions or. Yeah. I think it's just part of what they have to do anyway in the beginning. So I got a card and uh, also like a nice form with like, you know, email addresses and contacts for FDA and, Wow. Uh, who to talk who to talk to in different instances nice save our so yeah, again. pick brad's brain one-on-one -on -one. <laughs> guys what chance what other chance do you have like this save well, our i'm just glad time. i'm glad it's over you said this was looming you, you knew it was going to happen it's done you're good you can have a good holiday now it's out of the way yeah i mean hopefully that means uh, they're not going to be back <laughs> don't jinx it man i'm looking back for something at some point hopefully i mean yeah. good it's not a it's not a bad thing you know because again it means we did we did well right um so you know again you sort of suffer for your success in a way kelvin's asking if you have a qa department yet uh, not officially this is something that is sort of like next on the horizon you know um for us to get something more more formal uh, especially like as we're starting but yeah, and especially as we're starting to expand into like more remote locations that are, you know, far away from us where we can't, I can't be there to like look at it all the time. Um, so I, I think that's, that's definitely something that's next in our sort of 
trajectory. It's hard, as you guys know, probably to bring in like non-revenue generating positions uh, at certain points. Yeah. So, um, but at the end of the day, you don't have, <laughs> you're not going to have any revenue if you don't keep your stuff clean, you know? Yep. So QA, QA compliance officers are one of the things that happen when you get into network, large, mid-sized networks, people who can literally own it. That way, I mean, they can babysit monitoring visits. They can make sure you're always audit ready. Like you were saying, it's really hard to do for the, the boots on the ground to always be like that. But when you add that extra layer, it's also very helpful for your feasibility and quality. So it's, it's definitely an investment, but you have to have a pretty good financial battery before you do it. Yeah. Yeah. Again, I think that's probably a ongoing struggle for smaller sites. If I had to guess, I mean, obviously we can have like small, you know, sort of QA teams that are not officially dedicated only to doing that, but you know, we're checking each other's work and, uh, but again, it's not, it's not quite as formal or obviously not dedicated. Um, and again, I, I like you, I think it's a smart idea, a good idea. Well, if you think about it, that's what that's what pharma does and manufacturers. There's an entire QA team dedicated to that. Um, even people who are dedicated to FDA audits, there's an FDA audit. That's part of the SOP. You send it over to this team of specialized individuals who know exactly what to do. Yeah, that's we're trying to do that too. Uh, that's where I think people like ED and Petstone or consultants like that. Who, by the way, they're coming. SOS. Um, so get your networking done, guys. I think that's where that comes in handy, like maybe outsourcing that sometimes and until you're ready for a full time. Right. Yeah, definitely not a bad idea to at least have them in your Rolodex, right? I mean, because uh, yeah. when you need them, they're going to be going to be invaluable. And when you really need them, they're more expensive. Right. When you don't need <laughs> them, it's like a bank. You really need a loan? Ah. A little harder you don't need one that's when we want to give you money <laughs> <laughs> yeah when you need it that's when it costs you the most mm -hmm. all right guys well anything in the last couple minutes uh i got a call right after this but i mean i, I didn't mean i didn't really intend to take up the whole time with the fda stuff but yeah, this might have been one of the most like amazing uh, podcasts in the history of clinical research <laughs> you never know it's probably yeah. gonna be referenced so many times every time someone has an fda that's audit they're gonna look at your podcast brad not that there's that many, me. but this has got to be a like top five most insightful for site owners because mm. no one talks about this stuff. You know, it's just theories. This is actually think, like what happened. I just want to say congratulations. I know the first one's really tough and you went through it. The fact that it was your first one and it was like that is so eye-opening. I could only, I mean, and again, that was, was an cool. early, early study. It was probably the third, maybe the third study we were ever awarded. Um, and it was first device study we were aware. I mean, again, I've, I've worked on this stuff in the past, so, um, you know, it wasn't new per se, um, but for us, it was, you know, and it was also one of the studies that got us in a, in a big like growth phase because of the volume and because of the, you know, uh, financial ramifications. So it's an important study for us in a lot of ways. And it's just another nice sort of, you know, another nice little, uh, I don't know, plant your flag to be like, also, we passed the FTA audit, you know. It's uh, a great milestone, Brad. Congrats. Exactly. That's, that's the word I was looking for, milestone. Yeah. <laughs> Congrats, man. We, we're we proud of you, SOS, and how ironic or unironic that you are on that panel before we ever knew about this. So you guys did this to me, basically. It was... <laughs> the universe. Yeah, okay. That's perfect. It was like, you need to, <laughs> you know what? You need a little firsthand experience so you can talk better. Speak well, better. Now people need to buy their tickets because, like, people look. I'm going to check the tickets right now. You guys need to go there, saveoursites.com. I'm done telling you yeah. guys. No, go check out saveoursites.com. We're, uh, we're getting uh, the cap on tickets now, I'm trying to keep it, you know, an event where there's value and not just bodies. Uh, so, you know, not don't want to oversell. Um, and make sure that Brett, you know, there's, you, there's space. You introduced me to Jed. You mm -hmm. want to tell, tell the team about Jed because anyone who registered for Save Our Sites may be getting an email from Jed very soon. Yeah. So, I mean, look, we, we are, what is it, seven site owners, you know, that came together to do this. And we obviously, I think, have, you know, expertise in our respective fields, but we are not 
party planners. We're not conference event planners. Uh, and, you know, me and Dr. Fox had gone uh, to Y Prime's innovation gathering uh, and we're really impressed by, you know, what they put on uh, in terms of not just another conference, so to speak. So uh, we got some help and uh, you know, got some great people helping us put this conference on because I think when it comes to content, we can nail it, but uh, we need help. We need help with the rest. And uh, that's where, you know, again, utilize the experts that are out there. Uh, so I'm really looking forward, you know, to the support they're going to give and help us make it a, again, make it a valuable, worth coming to, uh, worth coming to show, you know? Yep. I agree. Congrats again, Brad. Amazing. Yeah, thanks guys. Hats, to, hats off, man. Big one. Huge victory. Right. Guys, next Tuesday, I think, uh, we got Jason Palisoda from Clinitiative, uh, come talk some BD. Uh, everybody needs new, new studies. Uh, so come noon eastern next tuesday guys i'll catch you later all right bye everyone